739 News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's a Pensacola Morning News. Thank you for joining us on this uh, wonderful, sunny Florida. Anyway, it's going to be worse tomorrow. 20, maybe, if we're lucky, will be the overnight low. It's probably going to be lower than that. Uh, joining us now in studio here, we have Scambia Sheriff Chip Simmons. Sheriff, welcome back to the show, sir. Good morning, Andrew. How are you? I'm I'm doing well. Because uh, you're indoors. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. Um, just a quick question on that. How does that kind of cold uh, affect your deputies, especially like the canine units with the dogs, you know, getting out and it's cold like that? What kind of extra precautions do they have to take? Well, I mean, again, we have uh, you know, coats type things that, that we can put on our dogs, but the dogs are, uh, they, they don't get out there in this weather too, too awful much with the rainy conditions, mm-hmm. especially the way it is today. Uh, you know, our deputies, obviously, we, we issue jackets, yeah. you know, and, and it's, it's cold, you know, a couple months of the year. So that, it really doesn't affect us that much. Fortunately, the call volume's down a little bit whenever it's super cold outside mm, mm-hmm. and, and we don't have as many calls for service. The problem gets when we have like a traffic accident and we're out there directing traffic. Oh, yeah. And, and so what we do is we try to make sure that we, we relieve the deputies periodically so they can get warm. We're not we're not like we're you know, in Boston where they're prepared for this and with the thick gloves and all, but um, you know, we obviously have jackets and, and we tell our deputies to, to it's like you said, you know, uh, it's going to be colder tomorrow. So we know. It's going to be colder tomorrow. We know that if, if you're working tomorrow that you need to bring your, ja- bring right. your jacket. Um, one of the things I also had been, uh, somebody had asked me to ask you, the deputy that was involved in that uh, fatality at W Street and Brent, uh, I guess he'd asked how the deputy was doing. Right. I, I assume he means physically, but he might also meant just psychologically. The deputy's doing okay? Yeah, he was treated and released, uh, and he's still on administrative leave. Okay. And, I mean... It's a hard thing to handle. I mean, you know, just that, just being involved in the death of somebody right. is always hard to handle. But have you, I don't know, talked to him or know anything or? I have not spoken to him. Okay. But, uh, I, my, my uh, supervisors have, okay. have been speaking with him and periodically talk to him, find out what, what is, what's going on. Okay. And, and then we'll have, um, you know, some, uh, some conversations with him, you know, before, if and when he gets back to work. Great. Um, we had a couple of incidents happen. Uh, you had a Pensacola man, Ja'Cory Clay, arrested after a chase scene on uh, Pine Forest, right? And I saw that video. Yeah, so this guy, um, he's, he's driving this car erratically. He's in and out of traffic, and our deputy tries to stop him at one point, and he drives crazy. He drives, you know, speeds up, so the deputies make a decision. Um, it's not safe to chase him. Let's let him, let him go and so we don't endanger other people. And um, so we let him go. And then the deputy was trying to find out who was driving that car. We had the tag number, we had the description. And in a follow-up, we found out that that's the, you know, the, Clay was the name of the guy that was uh, actually driving it. And I said, oh, okay. And so the deputy, to his credit, was driving down Mobile Highway and sees the car going the other way. Now he knows who he is, and he's, and he's going to try to stop him again because he's driving crazy again. Okay. So we get behind him, and he, again, you see some of it in the video that we put out. Uh, but there was it's a long video, so we don't we don't, can only put out a portion of it. I'm uh, just driving crazy. Clearly, we had to stop him, and you could tell in the video the deputy tried at one point to to put a little bump to him. Right, and, uh, and got get the it bumper stopped. off. Yeah, that's he, about he, all he got. He, he, that's all I could get at the time. Um, there's also a, a, a period of time when the the car was going too fast to bump him, and so we had to wait till the, the proper time. Um, it's kind of with that that game that, that that they kind of play if they think they go fast and we'll stop and. Um, we just try to stop it as quickly as we can. In and this, this case, was in and out of traffic on Pine Forest, off onto the shoulder on the right. I mean, all this was bad. Yeah, at that point, we needed to stop it because it's two times now we try to stop him, try to drive crazy. Uh, the first time we thought that we could, you know, uh, again, cancel the pursuit and, and, and catch him later on. Right. Um, and that was not going to be the case because even later on, he was going to be a danger to society. And so we, we put a stop to him. Luckily, he no one was injured. 
Um, as you can tell, they clipped a little bit of a trailer um, in their back and then finally ended up uh, uh, ended up finding some cocaine in the car as well. And uh, Deputy Beatty and, and his canine, Maddox, did, did a good job. If there's any good note about it, it said that he immediately surrendered and got down on his face on the ground right when he got pulled over. Yeah, you know the the, the canine Maddox was um, was eager to uh, <laughs> assist to, to, to help us in our cause. <laughs> that's that's good. Uh, we also had a, a, a very unhappy story: twenty one year old Marvis Bedgood, who had gone missing last month, unfortunately was found. Right? Uh, that's correct. Um, this happened in December, um, or appeared to have happened in December. Uh, he had not been seen since the first week of December. Family reported him missing about two weeks afterwards, about the middle of December. Uh, investigators, obviously, we had his, we had him on billboards. We had him as missing person. We were investigating it from the moment that we got the report, um, and then we had, based on investigation, uh, we we got a tip that he may be in this area. And fortunately for us, we did find uh, so that the family can have some closure at least. And, and we're but, investigating it, and we do have some leads. But we ask if anyone has information on and yeah, they could help us out, to please let us know. Are we suspicious of foul play? We're not sure yet. Everything's still on the table. Um, well, they, we do not have the medical examiner report, but there is no doubt foul play is suspicious. Oh, okay. So yeah. definitely a crime. Definitely okay. a crime. We're investigating it as a homicide. Yes. I got you. Okay. Uh, we also had a couple of, um, well, one just this morning and then another one as well. Uh, Accidental shootings, is that right? Or do I have, maybe there's a different, what happened in Century this morning? Yeah, I just got a report from the lieutenant up in Century, uh, Lieutenant Nelson, that they got a report that an individual had a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the to the side, I believe. Um, so that's accidental shooting. And then okay. we had um, a, a father that was, that actually shot his teenage son in the hand, I believe, over the weekend. And you know, both of them appear to have been, that appears to be um, non-life-threatening. Okay, so that's two accidental shootings. And, you know, I've got guns. I've been around guns, you know, my adult life, and you've been around guns for a little while. For, okay. for a moment or two, yeah. And I don't understand how accidental... Accidental shooters are common. People have accidental... I mean, now, sometimes it's not accidental when they say it was, but there's an awful lot of times when it just really is accidental. I find... I just don't understand. The rules are not that complicated, right? You you keep the gun the first not thing pointed you tell at a person, your finger off the yeah. trigger, the safety on. You know, if if there's... Even when you're sure the gun is empty, you don't point it at people, right? I mean, that's that's it. Uh, first of all, you don't have an unloaded or you don't have a loaded weapon if you're cleaning it or, or right? handling it somehow, practicing whatever you want to do. Um, or even, I never understand even the cleaning. It. I never understand the cleaning one because who cleans a loaded gun? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't believe that they think it's loaded. They they probably just don't know enough to know, which but is like weird the because first they're cleaning thing of it. Doing it is to take it apart, and then it's. Well, you know, um, <laughs> they're not polishing the handle. <laughs> I, I, I can't defend the people that actually okay. shoot right, somebody. Enough, I, I, I can't. I do. I do agree with you that the first thing you're taught is to never point a gun, whether you think it's loaded or not, at an individual. That does seem pretty simple. Uh, I know that we have a lot of people now that are concealed carry. And we right, discussed right, this right. a lot. Um, I would be very careful about that as well. Um, you know, putting guns, you know, hiding guns in and out of your waistband. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems that seems problematic um, if, if you're not very, very careful. Um, so I, I think that some of these common sense measures, again, if, if it's if it's loaded, certainly don't point at someone. Be extra careful. Don't put your finger on the on the trigger, and don't let the, the you know the the clothes that, that you're 
um, trying to hide the gun in. Don't let that catch the trigger as well. So I would obviously suggest some sort of a hard uh, holster that you put it something in. that protects the trigger and so right. there's no accidental you know shooting. That that's a lesson that that you'll not soon forget. Yeah, no, and it's just one of these things where I think like even TV. This is one of the rare times when TV's actually done a pretty good job of showing the finger off the trigger for everybody, even in. Like in situations where you would definitely have your finger on the trigger, they typically show the actors having it off the trigger, which is a good way to reinforce to people that that's what you're supposed to do most all of the time. But, you know, don't point at a person ever <laughs> unless you're ready to shoot them. Don't point at a person. Right, yeah. I mean, like, I don't I don't know about you, but we're just talking a little bit about, you know, gun safety and how accidental shootings. I just they're sort of unfathomable to me. But I, I go so far as if I have to lay a gun down on a, a table or a desk. It's pointed away from people that are in the house. If I'm if I if I'm putting a gun in the car, it's pointed in such a way that if God forbid something b- completely bizarre happens, it's not going to shoot a person in the car. Am I wrong? Do you do this? Well, yeah, you know, I do the same thing. I think it becomes a habit, and yeah. if it's a habit, you always do it. I mean, what, what is it going to hurt to turn that gun, the barrel away right. from 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 where an open room would be, or or even through a wall? Um, you know, these are, again, these are, you think these are common sense, but the, we do have, we had two over this past weekend. Right. Um, and we probably have at least a couple of, a month of accidental shootings. And like you said, there are some that, that don't even want to admit that it's an accidental shooting. They pretend like it's a, a drive-by shooting mm-hmm. and they, they try to convince us that, that it was, it was a, you know, someone trying to kill them, but really they, they shot themselves just, on top of the foot or something like bad that. Bad at handling the guns. Okay. Well, yeah, it's not probably not a gun. And oh, you know, hmm. if you're, if you're be, Fair enough. you're concerned about that. Probably haven't gone through a lot of safety training. Yeah, <laughs> but still, it's I don't know. It's just it's one of those things that I find it. It would seem like if it happened once a year or something, you know. Okay, well, yeah, you know, but. you'd think that if someone was behind a target and you know, accidentally like a hunter would be shooting through the woods yeah, and it hit yeah. somebody. I don't recall having those. I mean, it's always handling it right. It's, it's, it's something happens in the room and showing a new gun off or mm-hmm. something like that 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 it seems to go off. Uh, last thing I wanted to ask you about is uh, the traffic safety median safety ordinance in uh, Scambia County is in effect. Have you guys made any warnings, made any arrests? We've made a few warnings, and we've made one arrest, okay. uh, as from what I understand. I have instructed my deputies, uh, now that we have an ordinance, yeah. um, you know, again, I just want to remind everyone, it's it's only for medians that are six feet in and in, in smaller. And then we it goes through two cycles, two light cycles, and then we warn them first and that sort of thing. So it's a bit of an ordeal. I have to make sure that my deputies can stay there that long and, and can take care of that. Uh, but but it's something. It's a start, and, and it's uh, something I've instructed my deputies go ahead to enforce. And, and we've again, to this point, we've arrested one person, and we've, war- we've made several warnings. I, just on the case where there was an arrest, like the deputies told him to go. I don't hear she told this person to go, and then— they just wouldn't, and you had to arrest them because yeah, you uh, always warn first, right? Well, well, that's part part of it. Uh, that, that part of the instruction is to to warn them, and then again, they 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 have to run through two different light cycles. And uh, I don't know the details of that particular arrest. Okay. I can tell they just told me we had made a one arrest, but my assumption is that the deputy that works that beat or that area has told this individual time and time again okay. that you can't be here, and then they continue to show up, and ultimately they did what I expect them to. All right, we told you you're going to jail. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm just, you know, it's hard to imagine, but I, I mean, then again, people, <laughs> people are going to do stuff. So, well, I, I don't know if they, they take us serious. I yeah, mean, right. you know, because for historically, we haven't really had a, a an ordinance just, that yeah. we, that has some teeth that we can enforce. And, and again, we understand the balance between a need, a needy person, a person that may be hungry. Um, but we also understand the, the, the needs of, of business owners and, and, you know, laws are laws and we're going to enforce them. 
Very good. Sheriff Chip Simmons, as always, thank you, sir. Uh, we look forward to talking to you again next week. As always, thank you for the time. Thanks for keeping us safe, and uh, keep your deputies and your canines uh, warm tomorrow. We appreciate it. <laughs> we will. Y'all take care.